Hello and welcome to the Fit Professional Podcast, the number one podcast for fitness professionals looking to build their fitness business. If you're after more clients, more income, and more free time, then you've come to the right place. Visit podcast.fitprofessional.com.au today. Hello, Fit Professionals, and welcome to another Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Campbell, and today, well, actually, it's not today, it's... um. It, it could be today when you're listening, but for me currently it's 10:41 p.m. Um, you're probably thinking I'm crazy sitting up recording a podcast at this time, but the reason for that is, is I have a very special guest today. I've been trying to get this bloke on the uh, the call for for a long time now, um, and of course both of us having busy schedules, we just always seem to clash. Um, but this gentleman I've got on the on the uh, the episode today. Um, I met this guy about, so it would be probably three years ago, um, and I met him in, in San Diego. Um, we were at a mastermind group together, and uh, basically we, we just kicked it off, and you know, a few nice quiet drinks later, we, we began chatting, and, and we found some real good synergy there. And um, this guy I'm going to introduce you to in a moment. Um, you know, he's someone that I actually look look to in the fitness industry um, in in regards to how he's been able to build um, what he's been able to build, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But um, this guy's name is Michael Perella, or uh, Master P, as I'll call him. <laughs> and uh, th- this guy here, um, when he when he was telling us his story um, in San Diego, I, I just um, thought it was absolutely inspirational, and I wanted to be able to share it with, with everyone, um, especially on this podcast. So uh, Michael, well, his background is in the martial arts area, um, he, you know, a few years ago, he created his own first martial arts studio, um, and then he found out all about the internet and the World Wide Web, and, and uh, you know, he started creating websites for other martial arts um, centers. And uh, fast forward four years, um, and, and, and there's obviously a whole heap of interesting things in there, but fast forward four years, and Michael now has uh, one of the fastest and largest growing fitness franchises in the United States, and uh, in the world, I would say, for that matter. Um, with 320 franchises in four different countries. Um, and we are just talking before this um, podcast. He's going to be going into his fifth country. They're going to be going into Germany. So, Michael, um, mate, where, where do we start here? <laughs> tell, tell our listeners a little bit about, um, you know, your background, mate, because I, I really like your story um, from, from, you know, basically where you came from and, and how this thing erupted. So handing it over, mate. Cool. Hey, well, listen, uh, I want to appreciate you uh, uh, giving the opportunity to uh, talk to all my uh, my buddies in uh, Australia. So, uh, you know, like you said before, we had met a few years ago, and, and um, you know, I don't know, I, I always think it's kind of a humble story, but it does seem to, to get people a little excited because I was in such a low point that if I could do it, you know, anyone can do it. I was, um, I, I've been in the martial arts industry for about 30 years as far as training myself. I'm, I'm 46 years old. And um, up until about 2007, I had a very, very successful uh, martial arts school. I had several at, at certain times and, and, and did manage to sell a few successfully. So uh, through a, a series of really just bad decisions and, and, and some, I don't know, I don't, don't want to say bad luck because I always think you make your own luck, but uh, some bad decisions and I had gotten a divorce. And my, at the time, my wife was very entrenched in the uh, facility. Uh, I also got kind of like hoodwinked by this like phony investor guy that was coming in, and I was really interested in chasing the money. You know, he promised all these things, and I I, I threw judgment out the window and, and and got a little greedy, I think. 
And I made a series of bad decisions, and I, I drove a facility that was doing probably about $50,000 um, U.S. a month. Uh, within a calendar year, I drove it down to about ten grand a month, which was no easy feat. I mean, I, I actually did show up every day, so uh, it was uh, it was just awful, and uh, it was the worst of the worst. And you know, if any, anyone knows the story, like uh, I was a guy who was eating. Uh, you know, my, my one employee who stayed with me, his mother fortunately was a hoarder. I don't know if you have any of those hoarding shows in Australia, but there's this awful shows here where people just keep every bit of, you know, things they've ever purchased in their life, and it's just the house is a mess and it's unlivable. So his mom is a hoarder, but she hoarded food amongst all things, and she had some basement freezers that uh, actually looked like, you know, you were expecting Silence of the Lambs, you know, with all the freezers that you think there were going to be body parts in them. But they were uh, they were frozen TV dinners, like expired microwave TV dinners and that kind of thing. So we uh, we would, he would bring them. That's what we would eat every day. So I, I had a rule, though. I would only eat them if they were two years old or less. So 2005 was a cutoff for what I would be willing to eat. And I was, I was just broker than broke. You know, I don't know. I have another way of explaining it. I was, my house was in foreclosure. My car was in risk of being repoed. I used to park it blocks away from the house and walk uh, about four or five blocks home every night. So the, uh, the repo guy wouldn't find it. And I was actually stealing electricity from neighboring businesses to keep my facility open. I mean, it was just, Brett, it was just the most awful thing ever that I never want to go back to. So I think the only successful part in that is that I have such a great fear of going back to that position that it just drives me to move forward. So uh, fast forwarding a bit, I, I thought I was going to get out of the industry. And I, I don't know if, if most people have felt this way at some point, but I was just like so beaten. I was like, I'm done. I've been doing this for 20-something years. I was like, I can't do it anymore. And I decided to research uh, internet marketing, direct response marketing, and I, I wasn't satisfied with the way that for me, the martial arts industry had taught us how to market or how to acquire new leads or build relationships with clients. And I thought there had to be a better way. But I, I, I thought I was really smart that I was going to go out into the internet marketing space and I was going to write an ebook and become a millionaire. You know, not, you know, it, just, it didn't happen that way. So, uh, but in, in the time that I did that, and I kind of became like a hermit for a few months where uh, I, I was working like 14 to 16 hours a day, no, no joke. In my underwear, growing a beard, not showering for two days, I was just so engulfed in internet marketing, and I was so enthralled about what I was learning. I was like, "There's, there's got to be a good way to do this." And um, what I what I emerged from when I like came out of the cave after a few months, I came up with the idea to build a, a great direct response website that would get me leads because I wasn't satisfied with what my my online marketing presence was doing before, and I knew this was the way that we were going to market in the future. And I know that, you know, we, we, don't, we know that now, but I, and I still think that this is really like you have to become a, um, a wizard at marketing your, your brand and yourself online. So I started doing that early on about four years ago, and it worked amazingly. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I, I was stuck in a business where I, I wasn't getting seven or eight prospects a month to actually come in my facility. And now within the first month of launching like one of the new websites I made, I was getting 19 to 20 uh, I think the first month I got 19 paid introductory enrollments. So I, I took, I went away from the free 30-day type offers that so many martial arts schools and fitness centers are are doing still. And I said, you know what, it doesn't work. There's, there's, a, there's a myriad of reasons why that relationship is kind of tricky. Like people don't believe that you get something for nothing, and they they're very suspect. And and it's, it's you know we all know it's a trick. You know you try and get them in for the free 30 days, and then you you you, you know you kind of present them with a, a hopefully an irresistible offer to get them started. And I just didn't like it, so I went with a paid on introductory uh, enrollment. And it was the same time, kind of like the, the Groupon as a deal site emerged. 
you know, about four years ago, and and mm-hmm. it was wildly successful. So I did that at the same time, not even knowing that Groupon existed or any other deal sites at the time, and uh, it worked really well. And I got more prospects in one month than I had seen probably in three months. And I think we closed literally like 16 of the 19 people, like they were the last humans on earth that were going to come into the facility. So that worked well. Next month, it was like 26 people. We closed 22. Then it was 37 people when we closed 29. And we were doing great. And uh, within a few months, I kind of got my facility back on its feet again, where I went back from like 10 grand. And I think we were doing the, the high 20s and 30s. And, you know, I could pay my car off and save my house and things like that. So uh, from there, I started marketing um, a fitness kickboxing program that I was doing for years, but I just didn't know how to brand it and market it right. And uh, that program grew so well that I decided to um, uh, license a, a website out. I was going to create a website service where I was going to help to generate online enrollments uh, for locations throughout the country. The, the trick was that I decided uh, to offer it very inexpensively, but I was going to do the online marketing, and I was going to uh, collect the introductory fee. It was like a $20 fee. You got three classes and a free pair of gloves, and it worked really well. So, you know, fast forward, I mean, that's, we probably do about three to 4,000 of those a month right now. At the same time, and I started, you know, getting, uh, reaching out to every contact I had and everyone I knew to tell them about this, this wonderful service that I would guarantee for 90 days, if you didn't get at least 10 online registrations, I give you all your money back. No questions asked. Um, I think maybe I had to do that five times over three years. Uh, it worked so well. Um, but fast forwarding now, I, I, I took a, a business that you know didn't didn't exist four years ago with no money uh, in a home office and with no debt and I think this year at the end of four years will crack the five million dollar mark. So that was a big you know big big jump from uh, expired microwave microwave TV dinners and worried about my car being repoed. <laughs> so uh, um, as as it's gone now, we converted from a a kickboxing license we we converted it to a franchise, which was the next logical step. And we package the entire system up. I currently own three franchises myself, so I'm the, I'm the franchisor, but I'm also a franchisee. I have three locations that um, are consistently right now, and I'm building a fourth. And I just was in yesterday to close on two of the leases, which should be done within the next few weeks. So I should have five before the year ends, uh, six before the year ends. But I have three of them that are operational now that have been open either for the, my original one for several years and um, one I opened up 18 not 20 months ago and one I opened up nine months ago. They're currently doing about 300 new memberships per month collectively. And that is consistently for the last seven or eight months. I have one of them that um, I opened up, and they're not exactly cheap. I mean, they cost me about $180,000 to open, uh, no debt on those. Uh, I hit the break-even points uh, at somewhere between six and eight months, and I got my entire investment back in about 18 months. But I have one facility. It's not very big. It's about 1,900 square feet upstairs, 1,900 square feet downstairs. It's currently doing about 85 to 92,000 per month, and it only cost me maybe 48 grand a month to run. I don't ever go to the facility. Another one I opened up about eight months, uh, nine months ago. It just broke seventy thousand dollars for the month, and it cost me a little uh, in the low forties to run. So they're doing really great, and my plan is to really open up about a hundred corporate units um, throughout the, throughout this country, along with building the franchise as well. And I know you mentioned, you know, I told you that we are going to go to Germany next month. We should be doing about ten locations there. We have two locations um, in Australia currently, and we're hoping to get more there. Mm-hmm. I think we're in the Perth Perth area, and um, we're in Canada. And we're about to go into uh, Argentina. So it's been really exciting and almost a bit surreal. 
but um, uh, that's that's kind of like the the whole story in a nutshell from where we went. And we still do is my company provides uh, you know website marketing services for the martial arts and fitness industry, and and um, you know we we really have kind of went out of the box on the approach of uh, teaching people. Uh, the importance of uh, a different type of customer service experience, uh, how we market and brand the business, and the way we connect with with clients uh, or prospective clients, uh, and it was just so much different. Like every, I feel like everything I learned in the first twenty something years of my business about marketing was just like wrong. I, I literally, uh, on like a personal level, I purged every marketing book I had ever purchased uh, prior to three years ago. I threw everything out, and because uh, I thought mm. it was just. Uh, you know, they were marketing tricks and techniques, but it wasn't like, um, you know, a, like a global perspective of how I want my brand to be perceived. It was like, oh, you know, turn your business card into a marketing tool or use a lawn snipe sign or something like it just wasn't really like what I was looking for. It wasn't wasn't really what the big brands you look at Nike, you look at Harley Davidson, you know, you look at the way these guys are branding. I wasn't doing that. And that's that's kind of what I'm working every day, what I'm working to become more of and learning more about. Does that make sense? Yeah, mate. Look, hundred percent. And I mean, I could, I could just let you keep talking there. Um, like I said earlier, for hours. And I mean, I've probably got a thousand questions just popped up from that. And I, I guess what I always look to is when, when I hear people like yourself talking about, you know, your beginnings and where it come from, and, and some key lessons. Is something that I really took out of that was, um, you know, that where you said you closed these people like they were the last humans on earth. Like, um, so. That that right there is, is a massive lesson to anyone listening to this, you know, and you'll know um, if you're a regular listener that uh, we really preach that whole thing of making sure you treat every single customer like they're your last one um, because, you know, whilst someone like yourself, you know, you, you're doing so many memberships per month and, and I think you said 300 memberships per month for one of your locations. Well, um, that's for all three of them. So it's about 100, 100 per month on average for three of them. 100, but... Uh, I don't see but anyone it's, turning it's, their head down to 100. <laughs> no, no. But uh, the funny thing is, you know, and, and I hope this is in line with where you're going with this. So I have three locations. They're averaging 300 uh, members a month. When I look back like five or six years ago, and if and talk about like the customer service experience, which we kind of call like the CSE, I would sit at the front desk, and if members came in, I, they weren't even important enough for me sometimes to avert my eyes from the computer screen and stop whatever I was doing. Like, I wouldn't even acknowledge people when they came in. And, I mean, that's how bad, you know, that, that how I learned about how to, how to service members. And we all think, oh, yeah, we're great at customer service. I mean, I didn't even acknowledge them when they walked in. I didn't thank them for coming in. I didn't thank them when they left. It was, uh, it was awful, you know. It was like the worst thing possible. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you know. from that, what, what, what's what's the um, I guess the turning point there? Well, what was it that um, you know when you, when you said you, you didn't acknowledge your members, etc. Like what what made that that change for you, and what, well, what do you do now? I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I was so desperate to sign up every because I was so broke. I was so desperate to sign up every single person. I think what happened was I began to appreciate. People when they came in because like oh these two guys are saving my car these seven people I enrolled this week are saving my house so it was a totally different mindset where it was like I was so ambivalent before like I could give a shit like if you came in or you didn't come in like I was doing well uh, and I was I guess I was doing well enough that I was in a, a complacent stage but like I didn't care like you weren't I didn't equate like oh 
the success of, like I look at people now and it's like I have nice things in my life I have a nice home I have uh two luxury cars that are paid off no loans on them and I I really thank my clients you know even just mentally every single day because I I recognize that they're responsible for me having these nice things and you know having a lifestyle where I I don't have financial worry or I don't have stress or pressure and and uh I can enjoy myself but I but I acknowledge that uh, by by doing good things for my clients, by by helping them and, and being sincere in my in my motivation to help them get to wherever they they need to get. So I think that was it, man. I think it was just that I was so appreciative to have anyone. I mean, I was I was going to the I mean, to feed my dogs. I had two labs. I had to go to the the supermarket. I don't know if you guys have those over there, but like you have to take all the change in your pocket, you dump it to a machine that counts how much it is, and you bring a receipt. From there over to the cashier, it's like the walk of shame. <laughs> you know, you kind of walk down, hand a cashier a receipt. She gives you thirty-seven bucks in cash. I go buy dog food, and it was because I wouldn't feed them expired microwave TV dinners, of course. And uh, it was like I just couldn't get any worse, man. It just couldn't get worse. And I think that you know everyone says like, oh, you have to hit that point of desperation. It's like I wish I didn't hit it. You know, like it was not a fun time and by any means. It's easy to look back now, you know, but it was really painful. Uh, but mm. again in a long roundabout way, I'm getting back to the fact that I, I appreciated every single person who came in because I, I knew that this person was going to enable me to eat tomorrow. This person was enable me to feed my dogs, pay my car insurance, you know, save my house. And I just, I don't think I've lost that. Does that, does that kind of answer the question, I guess? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And, and again, thanks for, for being so open with that. So I guess, um, you know what, what? What all our listeners probably sitting sitting at home, thinking or what, whatever they're doing whilst you're listening to this. There, you know, ha- the, the big question that everyone's going to have, and, and the question that I get quite quite often is, is how do you get all these leads? How do you get all these members turning up to your facilities? So ob- obviously, that there's there's a whole heap of uh, tricks and uh, strategies and so forth that you've learned over time. But what would be a couple of your key um, marketing um, strategies that, that you think would be most beneficial for for personal trainers or fitness business owners to uh, to look at first. Well, I think first thing is um, you need the, r- the right website to communicate to communicate to your prospects. And I think when you look at your website, we get very involved in who we are and what we think everybody wants to know. And I think that's the big mistake. You need to find out exactly what people need to do to get started with you. And you have to eliminate everything on your website that's not about that. It's not about you and the 700, 742 certifications you have and you know, all the accomplishments you've done. It's, it's really what's in it for them. So using, uh, you know, changing your website and saying, okay, first of all, when I go here, I mean, the, the person going online has the attention span of a ferret on a double espresso. So they want to know in like a millisecond, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I do it? And if your website is answering that question, like in seconds, in a second, then you're losing, you know, psychologically, you're losing your client. They may not click off your website, but they're, they're already in another world. So I think you have to be really clear. Um, you, you have to collect a lead base uh, on your website. So you need to make sure that you have an opt-in area. You need to have a compelling offer to hook people to get them in. You need to have a great series of, of success stories showing people what happens when they use a product. You have to make sure your website is designed not by a 13-year-old kid with braces in your neighbor's basement, but by a company that uh, is great graphically because, listen, aesthetics are important. 
You know, aesthetics make, you know, you have a luxury car and you have a mid-grade car. And it's the aesthetics, it's the lines on the car, it's the stitching in the seats. It's all those little details that make the difference because otherwise, for all we know, the engines are all the same. You know, the chassis are all the same, the, the axles are all the same. As if, you're not, if you're not a car buff, you know, it doesn't matter to you. Yeah, I press the gas, the car goes. So it's all the other accoutrements that uh, make, it, make it special. You have to think of your website that way. You have to make sure it's designed extremely well. You can't look cheesy. You know, you got to have all the bells and whistles. But you also have to follow the rules of simplicity and making sure people get what they want as fast as they as they need to see it. Um, you need to make sure you have a compelling offer. You need to make sure you have a an iron an ironclad guarantee. If you don't stand behind your product, you know, no one's going to uh, you know come in and patronize your business. Uh, so I think that has to happen. You also have to have a great autoresponder campaign because you're, you're it's not prospects and and members, it's suspects, prospects, and members. It's people who are interested in buying, but maybe not interested in buying right now, and you have to take that opportunity, uh, as a good friend of ours says all the time, to, to get them to know, like, and trust you. So I think you have to have those in place to be able to get leads. And then you have to make sure, in this day and age, your reputation is probably one of the most important things to manage online. And you have to, have to either subscribe to a service, or you have to diligently register yourself on every uh, directory site that you can find for your area, build citations, things that link back to your website to get you a high page rank. You have to make sure that you're managing your online reputation. Um, and I'll give you one or two quick tricks that work really well for us. We do those um, bracelets, that, you know, the rubber bracelets that people have today where you have, you know, either your logo branded on it or your website or the name of your company. And every time one of our members um, uh, writes a review on either Yelp or Google+, we give them a bracelet as long as they show us a link. So we have been giving out about 60 to 70 of them per month in every facility I have. And that works really, really well. Another way that we've helped, um, I ran a client contest for everyone who had purchased a website for us. I gave $500 out to a member who, and I'll give you the link, so I'll, I'll tell you the, the person's name so you could probably look them up online yourself. But um, this person got 100 Google Plus reviews inside of seven days. And uh, I hope it doesn't mind me saying his name. His name is John Y W A I, and if you do like, and I know it's in it's in Florida, but if you look up like John Y Kung Fu or John Y, and it's Plantation, Florida, some some semblance of those strings, you'll find his Google Plus account, and you'll see it's over a hundred reviews. And if you look at the dates and when they happen, they happen within a seven-day period. So here's what happened with this. I baited my clients because I want them to do well with a contest that I'd give away anyone, any school, any martial arts school who had 500 reviews, 100 reviews or more um, in whatever period of time. Well, the first one to get 100 reviews starting from this day, I gave them $500. What John did, which was smart, is he told his members that he was going to do a member appreciation party if he won the contest and used the 500 bucks towards throwing them a party. In seven days, he had all the reviews. So I wish I had thought of that idea as well, <laughs> but that was a great idea by John. So if you guys yeah. want to look through his website, you'll find that. And it's um, it, it's how that's so important because you know they say I mean if you're a restaurant or a movie theater, I mean people are looking at reviews. I won't go to any restaurant or check out any movie anymore without without searching for uh, online reviews because I don't want to waste my time with a bad meal or stuck in a two hour movie that that's a bomb. So uh, mm -hmm. although I don't think fitness centers and martial arts like the mobile 
uh, you know, the mobile thing is important because I'm not just standing in the middle of a parking lot going, hey, where's the nearest fitness center? Let me check it out. But people are searching for, you know, they are looking for you on Yelp. They are looking for you on Google Plus to be able to see if you're reputable or not. And if you don't manage your reputation, you're, I mean, I see clients that I get new clients all the time, and you guys could probably do the same thing looking in Australia. I see people have two reviews, three reviews, and two of them are crappy. You know, people are more apt to write something bad than they are to write something good. So your bad reviews are going to rack up first. And uh, if you can be the guy who gets 50, 60, 70 reviews, forget about it. I mean, you are head and shoulders above uh, everyone else. So I think that is an important key. And you can do it as simple as like making a spreadsheet, you know, taking the links of all the directories. How do you find them? Type 50 best directories in whatever part of Australia that you're in, and the Internet will supply you with the data. Uh, the Google gods will be kind. They'll give you a list of them. And all you do is you make a directory, make sure it's the same address, phone number, business information on every one of them, uh, and then you, you plug all that stuff in, and every week you click on every link and you see you know, if you got a review, if you didn't get a review, uh, how to ask your members to review, uh, give them links on Facebook, ask them if, you know, say, hey, you know, uh, I'm really feeling the love lately in class. I wonder if you guys could do me a favor and uh, tell me about your, your, the thing you love best about our, our facility or the thing you love the best about training or what you've gotten out of training with us. And uh, if you could do a little, you know, write a little ditty about it on, uh, on XYZ site here, I'd uh, really appreciate it. And people don't mind doing that. You know, if you've done a good job in your business and you've shown people that you care about them, you know, they're feeling very reciprocal. Um, the third thing I think is so important today, besides your website and besides your reviews, is using deal sites. Now, um, I convinced a rep on Groupon four years ago to let me become an aggregate, which means to let me post deals on behalf of my licensees at the time and now franchisees. Well, fast forward four years uh, in the States, uh, I'm Groupon's fourth largest customer, and uh, we're the number one fitness deal in all the United States. I run about six deals per year per location, and I run about two national deals, which means there are you know, um, the 290 or so that are in the States, they run all in one, one weekend or all, all for one week. We are currently doing about $2 million a year in total Groupon sales uh, to split half for us and half for Groupon. So that actually, you know, where I'm at the $5 million mark this year, Groupon is responsible for about $1 million of it, uh, which is mm. pretty cool. And uh, especially because now that I've done the work, it's kind of plug and play. You sit back and, and leads come in. The locations are happy because they get so many deals per year that they could never get if they did it on their own. But um, Groupon has also emailed our brand out, I think last year alone, to 24 million subscribers. Now, I don't know what that wow. would cost if I were to buy lists or something like that. Uh, also, no. in fact, they're doing it as a trusted site, but I, I, I couldn't pay for that. And that's been huge mm -hmm. for us, not just because it's generated revenue from, from the sales, but it has driven lots of traffic to our websites. And that has resulted in, in, in residual sales. So I think that people sometimes look at these deal sites and they go, oh, it's bad. Let me tell you, I, I teach clients how to convert between 25 and about 45% of those members to come in and pay. So you're not going to close 90% of them. Just forget that idea. But, I mean, you're getting free leads. You're getting paid to get leads, and you're getting paid for exposure. I mean, there's nothing better than that. And you might say, oh, yeah, but it's a pain in the ass. I have to sit there, and this person's not serious, and that person's not serious. First of all, you have an opportunity there to convince these people that you're the, you're the business to continue going to. They didn't buy from you. They bought from Groupon or another deal site as a trusted vendor. You are a third party that they're giving you a shot, and you have an opportunity to just knock them over with an amazing customer service experience. And although there are some people, no matter what you do, they're never going to join, and that's okay. 
Be cool with those people. Give them a free T-shirt. You know, make sure they say something awesome about you when they don't come back, um, as opposed to being pissed that you tried to force them into a sale or you pressured them. Um, but I think you know, deal sites are just the number one way that you can get traffic. You can't beat it. You know, you can't do media buying or, or pay-per-click stuff that will ever amount to the, the volume that you can do through Groupon. And if you are a or or you know whatever the deal site is, I think Groupon is pretty big in Australia as well. But uh, there must yeah, be so many deal sites over there. there. Yeah, but it's 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 dude, it's free traffic. I mean, there's not nothing's going to beat that. So plus, so my question, my, my question, yeah, good. Sorry, mate. My question on on the Groupon is now, for example, in Australia, and I'm not too sure what the states is like with that. What you'll find now is there's so many personal trainers out there or fitness businesses that. Uh, basically prostituting their services. So you, you'll pay, the deal may be $19 and you'll get six weeks worth of a boot camp. Um, you, you'll pay you know, $19 and you'll get five personal training sessions and a month worth of boot camp. So what, what's here. your advice to people? Uh, well, I mean, the same type of deals happen here as well. But what's the, okay. what's the primary question though about it? Yeah, so, so what is um, your way around that that make sure your your um, deal gets taken up as opposed to oh, the, the price shoppers who who will go and click for the six week boot camp or the six week program um, for nineteen dollars versus um, the offer that you're going to produce because I, I guess if you look at it your offer that you're producing on the deal of the day site there needs to be a comfortable segue from there to then coming into your business on an ongoing basis, right? Well, I, I, think, I think that's where the rub is. I think that in the past, and let me ask yourself the same thing, did you offer a free, uh, any type of free trial in the past, you know, going back a while? Yeah, so we, we actually, we still, we run a, um, we, we utilize a, a paid trial and also we, we still are um, utilizing a um, single day. So we, we used to run a week, and that that never worked, and and we we got it down to um, where we do offer a, a day or a tryout, um, a single session. But we we pre-convert heavily prior to people attending. But um, yeah, we still do dabble with that. All right. Well, let me let me give you my take on that. Number one, um, I don't think the free trial will ever do as well for you in the long run as a paid trial. But that being said, what I've learned from dealing with Groupon, and I have run, um, this year alone, I've run uh, over 650 deals. So the data that I compile and that Groupon shares with me is invaluable. I have run 1,600 deals uh, over the last four, year, four years. So just imagine the amount of data. And I've run uh, maybe 180,000 um, sell, you know, buys, actual, you know, things that people bought from there. So massive amount of data. Here's what I know. Sessions for adults, sessions sell better than time. When it's time, people think that I'm going to run out of it. I have something that's going to happen that next week anyway, over the six weeks. So I won't be able to go that week. It's not a good deal for me. Like, um, don't sell time, sell sessions and sell things with a long-term expiration date. Go for the one year, You'll get more people in. And I know some people say, well, I want them to come in earlier. Okay, well, you know, I want lots of things to happen. It doesn't mean it's going to happen the way you want it to. So I want to get maximum amount of people coming in. So I want to do something where it's number of sessions, four sessions, 10 sessions, 15 sessions, whatever it is. 
people seem to respond better to that. So that would be the number one thing you could do differently than the competitors in the area. The second part of that is, it's like if you can't convince somebody in five or six sessions to join your facility, you might as well just pack up and leave. Because uh, if you try and bang people over the head, and here's the other thing, if you try and bang people over the head that come in from a deal site on the first day, you're making a very, very big mistake. Your first day is about first impressions. It's not about asking them to join. Although we do ask people, we do let them know there's an offer. They can save $100 off the initial startup fee by, you know, by starting today. But we don't pressure them, and we don't keep it only limited to that one day. We'll allow them to do that probably pretty much throughout the entire trial uh, period. And it's a no-pressure thing that's going to be very important. But you have an opportunity, and I think you should look at deal sites equal opportunity. You have a chance to show people that you are different from everybody else, where all your competitors will try and bang them over the head on the first day, but you have a chance here to say, hey, I'm going to show you how awesome this place is. I'm going to make it so that you never want to leave and you can't wait to come back. And if you keep those two things in mind, you'll, cre- you'll, you'll begin to create a great experience. Because if you don't have the, the, the kind of mindset to start creating a great experience by knowing, I want to make sure that when people leave, I have to push them out the door, and I want that there to be a line of people before I open up in the morning. If you just keep that, that mindset, you'll be able to you'll answer all the proper questions. You'll know what I can do to make them do that. That's not a problem. But as far as the sites go, time does not sell as well as, as number of sessions. Sessions are tangible. I hand you a ticket to go somewhere, uh, you know, five sessions. It's like a punch card or, you know, five individual passes. Like There's something tangible. Time is something we're all losing, we never have enough of, and we're always running out of. So I don't think that's, that's the... Uh, the right thing there. Um, did I pretty much answer the question there, Brad? I kind of <laughs> talk sometimes, so. <laughs> mate, I, I, I love listening, and I'm sure everyone else loves listening too, because there's so many golden gems out of that, mate. Um, I, I think it was, um, I guess that the, the main part of the question was, what's your take on other? Oh, I got personal it. I got it. Other I, I remember where we were. My ADD was kicking, yeah. but I remember where we were. Okay, so right, you were off. You offer the service free. So anything paid makes it more valuable than the free. So if you're able to convert people from free, you're going to be able to convert people from paid. But but nobody, I don't think the prospects equate, oh, it's $19 for these four sessions. That values them at $5 per session. Oh, wow, now he's going to tell me his sessions are $15 a session? I can't possibly understand that. I don't think that happens because people are going to base the value of your service on the service and the facility and the experience. They, they know it's a deal. They're getting restaurants at a third of the price that it's going to cost for a dinner. They know that's the deal. But they have a very low-risk way to try you out. So I don't think, like many people say, well, my monthly rate is $149. How am I going to give them six weeks for 69 bucks or six weeks for $39? It doesn't equate. It's not supposed to. And don't think your prospects think that. Now, when you hear that, and you hear people asking you for a discount, and you, you hear people saying, well, it's only $39 for six weeks, or, you know, it's $149. Well, you know, I, I, my friend is paying down the road somewhere else $69. That means you, you messed up. When you go into a, um, a high-end car dealership, a Mercedes dealership, a BMW dealership, you don't even think of haggling on the price. You don't even think of asking for a discount because you're in a showroom that's as posh as a Las Vegas hotel, you are uh, being handled by a guy who's dressed nicely, who's very accommodating, who calls you sir or by your last name, and they're providing a certain level of high-end experience for you. 
you feel important when you go in there. You feel respected. Now, if your facility doesn't do those things, if you've got shitty fold-up chairs in your lobby, if you've got a ratty carpet, if you've got dirty equipment or stuff's all disheveled, you're going to be a discount center. And then when you do the $39 for six weeks, they're going to think you're worth that. It's up to you to make sure that the, the decor of your facility and the design, the uh, classes that you actually have are kick-ass, that your, um, your customer service experience is exemplary. You need to make sure those things are in place. And even your marketing needs to be as good as all those things because that's how they're going to first perceive you when coming in. So you need those four or five steps uh, to make sure that no one complains about the 39 bucks and people look at it as they got a gift by getting it for $39 and they're happy to pay the 149 or 199 or whatever else you charge. Now mm-hmm. I think I answered it, right? I, I think you did, mate. You, you got there. We got there. But, um, okay. Look, again, it takes a while sometimes. Many. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. It takes me a while. <laughs> you know, mate. It's all right. <laughs> so let's just. Um, I, I'm aware of the time here, and I know you've, you've got to go and start your your day off, and I've got to go get to bed in a moment. But um, quick question in regards to the offer: What have you found to be the best offer? Um, that that you've utilised before? Have you changed it up? Have you you've tested different? offers with Groupons, or what have you found to be of most success for your uh, business? Well, I'll I'll give you, um, we in July, July I think two years ago, is we did our first split test offer with Groupon. And we actually asked them about it, and they were right at the time when I guess they were um, experimenting with it. And I think we were one of the first companies to actually do the split test offer. So we initially had four classes for uh, $29, and they got a free pair of gloves and a free personal training session. We decided to do a popover where uh, when you clicked on the offer, it now said either four classes for 30 bucks or 10 classes for 50 bucks. Wow, the higher-priced offer changed was a game-changer for us because about 75% of people took the higher-priced offer. And that created a, um, a lot more revenue for my company. But from, the member, from my, my client's point of view, they had an easier time converting people who made a higher investment. Uh, people who became more vested and, and purchased a high number of classes uh, seemed to convert better. Now, as far as, uh, you know, again, the offers... I think six weeks, eight weeks is long. I don't believe that adults need that much time to make a decision about something. Mm-hmm. If you're doing kids' facilities, it's a little bit different. But um, I think uh, the short term, you know, less than 10 classes, I think you start doing 20 classes, 15 classes I've seen, because the facility which wants to make money from the deal site, that is, that, that's not the reason to do it. I think sticking with the, like on our website, we do three or five classes on our um uh, on the Groupon sites, we do four or ten, and uh, overwhelmingly, the higher number, either the five classes or the ten classes, always sells more. So uh, that's one thing I've, I've found out for sure. And having a price point where it's anywhere between like five and six dollars a class seems to work really well. But no one bats an eye about the idea that they're more like you know twelve to eighteen dollars a class when you actually you know purchase a regular membership. And again, if you're hearing, well, oh, that's expensive, or I don't know, I got to think about it, you messed up. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's not, nothing to do with the deal site. The deal site just brought you free people. Uh, if you screw that up, that's all on you. It's not the deal site. Fantastic, mate. And, and again, thanks for sharing that. Perfect. Uh, that, that'll give a lot of people uh, some great information to go away with. And, and I dare say there'll be an influx of, <laughs> of all these deal of the base sites getting approached by trainers again. 
Um, cool. But I guess a couple of key things that I'd recommend out there, and, and because I've dealt with many trainers as well in regards to um, people who have gone and set up a deal and they haven't had the back end set up, um, you know, for example, their website, their autoresponders, how to collect the leads, um, you know, and, and the process from once you actually get the lead to them becoming a client. Um, make sure that you've... Make sure that you got that all all tight and um, can, I, can I jump in and make another suggestion? Can I, can I make a suggestion sure as well? Um, the problem is when you go to deal sites, they don't give you the leads, right? So here's something that we've done, uh, and we don't do it all the time, but we've done it when we run national deals, and it works very well. Um, on your web, first of all, your website has to look like the service that you're offering. If you are offering a kettlebell class, your website can't look like a Zumba website you've got to make sure there's this consistency between what your website looks like and the deal you're offering. Even using the same images, same colors you know, in the, in the deal photo. Uh, don't just go with the stock photo. Don't let them pick the photo for you. They're all going to want to write the copy for you, which is okay, but don't let them pick the photo. Try and use something that connects you to the website. Most of them don't let you brand. They don't let you put a logo anymore. The first year or so, we did that with Groupon, and then they scratched that. I'm sure everyone else followed suit. However, um, 83% of all people from Groupon, at least, review, uh, refer to the company's website. Make sure that Groupon gets a schedule link. Okay, this is really important. Or whatever deal site in your deal, so it should say you know company website and schedule. If they don't do that, when we didn't do that, or on some deals we tried not doing it, way difference in sales. People need to see what the schedule is, uh, but make sure that your website is congruent with the deal site. So if you have an offer that's the Groupon deal, make sure that the offer on your other site is not as good as the Groupon deal. But here's the one, one kicker that will make a big difference. Make a popover on your website during the time that you're running the Groupon deal and say, for Groupon clients only, Put your name and email in here to receive this free report on XYZ. And what you'll do is even Groupon people who do not buy, you will be able to leverage the traffic from the Groupon site and start collecting leads that you put into your funnel. And just like you said a moment ago, get the autoresponders going and everything else. So using that popover that comes up you know, two seconds on to, you know, once the website uh, loads, uh, where they're going to click the link from Groupon is the way to do it. The other way to do it is you can actually get Groupon a specific link where the popover only comes up using that link. And if they go, like say if it's if you were AustralianFitness.com, but you'd give Groupon AustralianFitness.com backslash popover dot HTML, that would be the link you give Groupon, and that's where um, your website would come. Where you know two seconds later the popover would would show up. So that's the way to to get the most out of the deal site so you can listen if every time you ran a deal site you know you got 30 buys but and you ran one every month from a different site but you also collected 15 leads from every one of those deal sites of people that didn't buy on the deal site which is very common now you 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 know you average that over the year now maybe you've got 180 leads which maybe you you, you know you convert into 30 more contracts throughout that year or 20 more contracts which is not unreasonable and if your average contract's a thousand bucks there's a twenty thousand dollar nugget that you just got just per year just by doing that one thing, not increasing your work out, uh, output, not spending more money, but doing one little little twist, one little tweak that will make a difference um, in uh, in your bottom line. Love it. Love it, mate. Fantastic stuff there. And, um, you know, if you're sitting there listening and, and your head's spinning right now, I really suggest you go back through this podcast and actually um, put it on slow-mo and actually <laughs> write down everything that uh, – you know, Mike's, Mike's sharing here because it, it is now, honestly the... Um, now now the I'm in New York, so I'm doing my best. 
I'm, I'm doing my best not to speak fast. <laughs> I think you guys in Australia actually speak as fast as we do. But, uh, yeah, definitely slow-mo might help, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to slow it down, guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's wonderful, mate. You, you can speak faster the more information you share there. Um, it's quite funny that you say that. Um, I actually, it would have been probably two years ago, I, I ran a deal of the day, and I actually did it with my online workout product. Um, I was the first personal trainer um, to work with Scoop on, which is another big one over here in Australia. And, um, cool. you know, I ended up doing 700 sales and collected about 1,200 um, leads from it. So, you know, wow. you can see I've got another extra 500 leads of people who actually didn't purchase the product, um, but they came onto our database because we had that set up. So totally um, agree with the setting up. Now, now that's an interesting thing so you bring up. Okay, so there's an interesting thing you bring up. I think here's where you have to understand something about your business to decide whether or not these deal sites are the best thing ever. Is Do you know, not on a deal site, what your average cost to sell that product was? Like what, what was the cost to acquire a lead and what was the cost to acquire a purchase? Do you have any, do you, do you recall on that product at all? Or you got a roundabout no. number? Back in that day, um, my lead, that was the one of the big starts to my lead. Um, I only had like about a 300, <laughs> 300 wow. leads in my database at that time. Um, and, you know, now, obviously now we've grown substantially in that area, but at the cost per lead, I wouldn't have even known. I, I, I hardly sold any of the uh, the product as it was, and, and I, I guess I used the deal of the day site just to, to leverage it from that angle. Um, which was, yeah, well, let's look you know, at this for a second, right? So say, say you're a fitness center, you run an advertisement in a local newspaper, and it's $400. And let's just imagine you get eight calls. Now, you have paid $50 per call. And of the eight calls, four of them show up. Now, you have paid $100 to get every one of those people show up. And let's say of the four, you're really, really good, and you close three out of four. You have, you have paid... $400, right, for the ad. You paid $400 to get three people to sign up. It is $125 uh, per sign-up. Right, I think yeah, that's yeah. where we are. It's, it's a lot. Now, you had a product, and let's just say on an average info product, maybe you had a $97 info product. Many people would say it might cost them $15 to $20 to make a sale. And they say, hey, great, it's a digital product. It doesn't cost much money, but it costs me you know, $4 to get a lead, and uh, every one of four leads pays, whatever. It's $16 per, per sale. I'm selling it for $100. I'm making uh, $84 profit. I'm doing great. I'm making you know, five times, five and a half times profit. That's awesome. Now, you ran a deal site, <clears throat> collected leads, all right. Now, the great part about this is, so uh, 700 people bought. You now have those customers. You got paid to get those leads. So you're in a negative. You didn't pay anything, mm. right? Um, and you got potential 1,200 clients. Because what happens is it's not the product that you sell today. It's the product you sell tomorrow and the next day. So it's what is this lead right. worth to you in the future? Now, to sell them a second time, the 700 people, guess how much you had to pay? Zero. You sent out an email. You already had someone who, who begins to know, like, and trust you, has bought from you once before, which scientifically makes them more susceptible to buying to you a second time, 15 times more than the first purchase. So then you got 1,200 leads by doing you know, something else you know, that, that, that got you leads of people who didn't buy from Groupon or Scoopon, whatever it was. And now you have an opportunity to market to those people for free, no cost. So if you, if you do your cost analysis in, a, in your fitness center, 
first of all, if you don't know what your, uh, an average person costs for you to acquire, then you're, you need to go back to the drawing board and figure that out. But once you do know that, you can say, you mean it costs me you know, $47 to acquire a one-year contract on average, which is, let's just say is $1,500. Um, but I can get, so instead of spending $47, I can get paid 20 bucks to get the lead and I can I can close thirty percent of them. It's an astronomically you know better number. Mm-hmm. So I think if you think about it in that context, you say, well, how could I? You know, how wouldn't I do that? Don't think about what their perceived value is of the thirty nine dollars they spend. That's not important. Think about what it costs to get you a lead, and think about now um, as being this opportunity for free. Not only free, you got paid to get them. You know, which is the part that you got to wrap your head around. You got paid to get those leads where normally you pay to get leads, and you've always done that in your business. We've all done that. Now this is yeah. with a new revolution. You're getting paid to give you leads. I mean, it, does, it just doesn't get any better than that. No, I, I definitely agree, man. I love where your head's at. Um, juice. <laughs> it's it, it's actually a, a good little wake up that you know for everyone out there to, you know, actually if you don't know what it costs for you to get a lead or even a client or a contract in the matter, then you you need to sit down and you need to work out numbers because you, you're definitely right. It comes down to, and I noticed you said the fifteen. percent 15 times more likely to buy um, after they've already purchased from you. And that, that's really where it comes down to because it, it's quite funny that you say this because I know that one one person who um, actually bought one of those um, high, highly discounted, I only, it was a $47 product, but I was selling it for $15. Um, right. And I got half of it, of course. I was happy to take none, to be honest. I was just after the leads. Um, but I know one of those people have actually gone on to purchase, you know, a product worth several hundred dollars, which was, um, you know, it's quite quite amazing when you look back through it that the journey of that particular person. So, you know, little did I know when I set up this this deal that uh, I'd be selling, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of products to just, you know, that particular person. So, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that giving it away for free would have still made sense to you. I I met with someone yeah. yesterday. I met with someone yesterday who owns Marilyn Monroe. I met with a company in New York um, that, uh, I'm not going to mention the company, but that owns a license from Marilyn Monroe. And he shared a story with me. Uh, they own a lot of licenses, actually, um, and they're a licensing company. They, um, they were approached by a cosmetic company that wanted to do, and I, I, mean, I don't know if I should be not saying some of these names, but they were approached by a cosmetic company that uh, said, we'd love to do this, use this license and it would cost, uh, we're going to do this much business. And this company said, okay, we want uh, X number of million dollars. And they said, well, we'll give you a couple hundred thousand. And they said, why would we do that? And they said, well, we're going to be advertising uh, a $20 million campaign advertising this. So this guy gave this company the license for free or close to free. And I was like, that's insane. But then he told me about all the deals he subsequently closed and one of them happens to be with Apple, where now Apple is using Marilyn Monroe, Monroe's image. All the deals he was able to close because of the advertising campaign that Mac Cosmetics did. So it's really cool if you think about things in that context. And it's, it's a little bit like, like blows your mind, like big picture. But that's the way you've got to think. So if you, gave, if you gave your membership away for nothing, now granted they have to pay. They have to pay somebody for it. So there's, there's perceived value there and there's commitment. But, man, if you gave your stuff away, now, how could you use that idea and, and do that with anything else? Now, you know, as an affiliate marketer, for instance, like if you make an info product, you know that you're always trying to find people with big lists. 
right? Because he wanted to partner for you. But imagine you gave, you know, you gave these guys a hundred percent commission on whatever that affiliate product was going to be. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. I'm losing all my money. No, but you're acquiring maybe hundreds or thousands of potential customers for you to sell your next 10 info products or services at your facilities. And, and just think who you could give your stuff away to that would promote you and advertise you more. I mean, there's so many neat things you could think of. Um, you know, how could you find a local drink manufacturer that um, you can find a way to get your offer on the underside of their cap? Um, and, you know, you'll agree to sell it in your facilities uh, if they'll agree to put, you know, this offer under all the caps of all the drinks. Or, you know, you'll pay whatever royalty for everyone that comes in from it, like something. You created a coupon code online, and you do that under every cap. Or you approach uh, a local brand of um, fitness wear in your facility, whether it's like a, you know, and something that's your demographic. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a skate shop or, or you know, somewhere or, or something beachy. I don't know. I know you guys have water in Australia, right? Uh, so something, <laughs> where, you know, surfing or something. And there was another tag put in every shirt that gave you, um, you know, once you bought this, it gave you two free lessons, at, you know, two free sessions at XYZ um, Fitness Center. Like using things like that, using other brands to bring you leverage. Like this is what I did with my franchise. I got Groupon to partner with me. They fortunately paid me money too, but I got them to give me brand exposure. And I think that all of us, no matter how big or small we are, we are a brand and always have to look at our at our 1,200 square foot fitness center or our you know chain of of 50,000 square foot fitness centers. We have to look at us as a brand, and the internet provides you with the ability to be as big as anybody because. Anybody can make a website. Anybody can do lead generation. Anyone can do link building, um, can build citations, build a reputation, and can link with almost anybody. The cool thing is anyone that you know is in reach. And whether you're, you're reaching out to a LiveStrong site or uh, Health for Life or, or whatever the site is, like there's, there's ways, man, but you've got to start thinking out of the box. And, uh, and this, this is what I'm spending my time doing now. I mean, I, I tell you all these things. I haven't done all these things yet, but it's, it's the direction I'm moving in, and it's, it's where I want to align myself with so I can let other people benefit from my service or product but also promote it for me. So I hope that, you know, that, that – little story that I had from yesterday, uh, you know, helps a little bit, but it was really, for me, it was like, wow, it was like that aha moment. Mm, mate, it, I, I'm, I'm an advocate of that, and I, and I hammer home, you know, um, whenever I'm talking to anyone, whether it's, it's a coaching client or one of our, um, you know, licensees, it's 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 the, the whole thing of what are you willing to give up at the front to get at the back? That's that's what it is, hands down, you know. And oh, for it, sure. You know, it, I get emails you know, every day from trainers going, you know, can you help me? Um, how do you build your, your fan page so fast? How do you get so many people on your database? And this and that, it's, it all comes back to what, what did I give up at the front to, to get at the back end, you know? Um, and, and that's something that I guess I, I, I live, live true to as a, um, yeah, so it's something that just keeps me focused. And I guess moving on to, um, you know, I made again, I, I said 10 minutes ago that, um, I know you have to get off the call, but um, right. I said we could talk all day. I, I, I want to leave um, the call with, um, you know, any any words of wisdom or any any advice that you'd give someone out there. And and I know you, you said something to me earlier. Um, you know, like business is like a hand. Like I, I found that that really um, interesting. And, and you're a man of many different analogies and so forth. So give it give us your favorite analogy and and something that uh, you know we can take home and think about. 
Well, I, I think we said we talked earlier, and um, I, I always think of businesses like a hand. You know, you've got a bunch of different fingers, and each one of them is a different facet of your business. And you just don't know when you start, like what direction you're going to go in. But as you move forward and you try and grow each one of these fingers, and it's a weird analogy, um, you'll find which one grows the fastest, becomes the fattest, uh, you know, where like the low hanging fruit is. So I always, you know, think like you can't always, you can't always know what the end is. You, you have to kind of like monitor, watch all these different areas, see where your best opportunity is, you know, and then, and then run with it. But the other part is um, my, the first business mentor I ever had um, had told me one thing that I've never forgotten and it always pushes me forward. And it was, um, his name's Andrew Wood and is, uh, he always said, "Action creates opportunity." And what you know, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you, you initiate a conversation, you have lunch. I I once organized a business luncheon for a bunch of businesses in my community as a way to get us all together on the same page to fortify ourselves with the commerce from the area. The hair salon wasn't referring people to me. I wasn't referring people to the restaurant. And from that, a lot of really cool things happened. I won't go into detail today, but um, I, I just took action. I didn't know what the result was going to be, but I started moving forward. And it's kind of like, you know, ready, fire, aim. You know, everyone's always like, ready, aim, fire. Sometimes you just got to shoot, man. You just see what you hit. And I think that those are the things that really drive me forward. And, and, and I try and remind myself of every day uh, so that I can I can make things happen. Because you, you, to think that you can you figure it all out, and I, I know we're all, you know, listen, as as business owners, we're A-type personalities, right? But as, like, fitness guys, like, we're, like, triple A-type personalities. So we want to control everything. We want to we wanna really know what's going to happen next and what's the next, you know, step. And it's like, man, just get out there and do stuff. And the other part of that is, like, for me, is, like, done is better than perfect. You can take time to perfect uh. things. You know, but it's like, you know, if everyone who entered a fitness competition did it at the peak of their, of their you know, career, no one would ever enter them. You, you got you got to just do some things when you're not ready. You know, you got to you got to put your feet to the fire when you first buy. I don't know how it's like in, the, in, in Australia, but like when you buy a house in, in the States here, you're never ready, dude. <laughs> you, you just got to make a commitment and find a way to get all the money and, and just do it. But you never have everything in place before. And I think there are too many people who are so fearful. They wait until every condition is right. The planets have aligned. It's the right horoscope and they got their tarot cards read. Like, just get out there and do shit, man. Just, you know, just just, uh, you know, don't think about it all day. Don't pontificate. I mean, just get out there and make something happen. And you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to screw things up. But uh, as it was explained to me as a young man, uh, two guys stand on the corner. Uh, both of them ask girls. Uh, well, no, let me. I don't mess myself up here. Two guys stand on the corner. One guy asks every girl to get laid. The other guy doesn't ask any girl to get laid. So here's what happens. <clears throat> the guy who doesn't ask any girl, he doesn't get slapped in the face, but he doesn't get laid. The guy who asks every girl to get laid, he gets slapped in the face a lot, but at the end, he gets laid too. So if you keep that bizarre analogy in mind, that was actually told by my father, <laughs> believe it or not, when I was about 15 years old, um, that, that's it, man. Just get out there and do some shit, man. You know, if you mess up, you mess up, but make something happen. And if you have an open mind yeah. and you talk to enough people, something cool is going to happen to you. Mate, I love it. That? Perfect. That's cool. words of wisdom right there. So summing up is, is don't be afraid to get slapped, you know. And um, look, mate, I, I guess, Mikey, thanks so much, mate, for for, um, for taking the time out of your day. It's um, you know, it's been great chatting to you again, and we'll have to get you on a, uh, a future episode. No doubt, we're going to get some comments back on this, and uh, with, with many questions. 
and um, mate, we'll, we'll just if you if you can uh, find time to hop off your your new boat that you've got there that I've seen on Facebook, <laughs> mate, looking looking good too, well deserved. Thanks. Um, but Thank uh, look, thank you very much, mate, and uh, you know to everyone out there listening, I really really suggest you uh, you know re-listen to this podcast. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Um, myself, I'll re-listen to it, take down some extra notes and, and a couple of key things that I, I got out of that myself um, and head over to uh, podcast.fitprofessional.com.au and uh, listen to any future episodes or you can download it on iTunes um, and it can be ready straight there to your mobile phone so Mike, thanks a lot once again my friends and uh, you have a fantastic day Hey, it was my pleasure and uh, if any of your clients have anything I can ever, ever help them with question-wise you know, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook if it's something pertaining to this. If I can, you know, get to you, I, I certainly will. And, um, hey, yeah, listen, it was a real well, pleasure. What, in any what time I'll do, mate, is I'm, I'm going to put your details on, on underneath this episode anyhow so everyone will be able to oh, uh, sure. find you on Facebook. All right, cool. And they'll also hey, be listen, able I... to um, also any other trainers oh. out there who are, um, you know, interested in, in looking at the uh, kickboxing franchise, um, the old ilovekickboxing.com. Um, we'll, we'll put some details there as well, and they can check it out. And um, hey, we'll see, probably see you branching into Australia a lot more rapidly. And um, looking forward to it. Well, I hope to get down there before uh, sometime in 2014. And uh, I, again, uh, thanks for the opportunity to, to chat with your people over there. And uh, wish you guys the best of luck. And now I know it's late for you, so go get some rest. And I'll speak to you real soon. <laughs> no problems, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brett. All right, bye. Bye now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fit Professional Podcast, the number one podcast that will help fitness professionals grow their fitness business. Head over to fiitprofessional.com.au now to check out the number one business opportunity for fitness professionals.